What's going on, everybody? This is James Grandmaster Facts Boyce, and this is another episode of the Facts Project. Today, special guest, Newton Lillaboy of Dream Fury Comics. We are going to be talking about Keisha Demon Eater. Thank you for being here, brother. Thanks, man. Thanks for having me, man. It's good to be back on. Yeah. You know, our last conversation uh, was with uh, TJ Stern for Villainous. And um, this one, you know, I'm looking forward to two uh, talk about Keisha Demon Eater. <laughs> and first and foremost, I mean, you are the author of this great book right here, Crescent City Monsters, which is, of course has been highly acclaimed, multiple Glyph Award winner, and as well, Ringo nominated uh, as well. So kudos to you, brother. Yeah, thanks a lot, man. Yeah, so yeah, Crescent City Monsters, that's my, my first baby um love the series um it you know it takes it takes a lot of um it takes a lot of effort on my on my behalf to write this story um because it, it's so it's so layered um mm -hmm. and it fits it fits the story so um you know i i enjoy writing it because it's it's a little bit challenging yeah you know um because you know if you've read the story it's got like so many characters and so many subplots and so it's like, you know, keeping track of it and making sure that, you know, everything, you know, makes sense. And that eventually, you, you know, people kind of get a sense that, okay, things are going to start that these, these subplots are start going to um, com combine into one and a boom, the story is going to start um, kicking off. So, um, so that's the, um, but with that said, you know, Keisha, the, the story of Keisha is, um, is layered too, but not as layered as uh, Crescent City Monsters. There's not all these moving subplots and parts. Um, it's you know, it's a lot simpler. Um, it's 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 really interesting because it's different than <laughs> um, Crescent City Monsters. Well, yeah, you did choose the the same artist, so basically, your your collaboration with Giancarlo Burnell uh, has uh, unfolded from Crescent City Monsters to Keisha Demon Eater. Yeah. And it's definitely been this partnership, one, because of the intricacy of the artwork, as well as the writing that's involved. The fact that you've chosen uh, within this book and now with Keisha doing it in grayscale, mm -hmm. um, you know, like uh, the the one thing, of course, the the writing, of course, that's it apart. Uh, last time with Crescent City Monsters, of course, we got this this backstory setting of uh, early jazz era New Orleans. And with this story, we now explore African mythology. Yeah, so um, we explore. So the I guess I should go into a little bit of the backdrop story. Right? So yeah, what happens is um, let me. St I'm trying to figure out the best way to, to start the story. So you know, I'll, I'll, I'll so instead of the plot itself, I'll I'll start with how the story came about. Right. So um, the way it came about is I was doing some research for um for another story and i was researching african demons and then i came upon this one demon uh that was featured in um an angolian uh myth right mm. and the demon's name was kishi right mm. and when i read about the demon i was like yo this guy is so crazy right he's like he, he's a demon and he's got like a regular head and you know he's got a um, handsome face um to seduce women right but mm -hmm. on the other side of his head he's got this this hyena right on, on the back of his head right a hyena yeah 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 so he's like he's got a regular face and then he's got a hyena and he seduces these women 
Um, he's up to no good, right? So he impregnates them and he kills them off as soon as they give birth to his demon children, right? Uh, and when I read about that, I was like, yo, this is like, you hear about demons, right? But you don't hear them do things like that, right? Usually it's right. just pretty straightforward. They go and kill. They don't, you know, impregnate women and then have their babies and then um, kill them. So I was like, this guy is, is vicious. And then I was, you know, I asked myself, well, what if... Um, this guy, the 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 children that he has is all sons, right? So he's, he he has all these demon sons. But what if one day one of these um, demons ends up to be a, a female, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, he he hates that. So he hates his daughter, right? So you know, um, I'm like, you know, he's a he's a demon. So you know what? Else? <laughs> he's like, so he hates his daughter, right? And, right. and he like casts away, um, but. And his daughter's name is Keisha, right? Because his right. name is Kishi. So his name, her name is Keisha. And so she, um, instead of like, so instead of like being hurt by his feelings, she's kind of maniacal, right? She's crazy. She's like, mm. she's like, I, you know, um, that's my dad. I still love him and I, I want his attention. So mm-hmm. she figures, you know what I'll do? I'll eat my brothers. And when all of them are gone, he has no choice but to love me, right? Mm. So, so that's what I'm thinking, right? And so, so she starts eating her brothers, and she's a pretty powerful demon. She's more powerful than her brothers, mm. as it turns out. And so she's able to eat her, her brothers, and then her father comes along because he and he's like, "Yo, what are you doing?" And so he he imprisons her, he entraps her, and um, so she's like trapped for hundreds of years, right? Right. And and until she falls upon a young girl who's also named Keisha, correct? Keisha, yeah, who's who's also named Keisha. So what happens is um uh Keisha, New Orleans, present day regular um girl from New Orleans, 16 year old, she accidentally releases demon Keisha. So what does she find? Like Pandora's box? Like uh Um Yeah, I don't wanna get I don't wanna um, okay, all right, uh, too all much right, of that, you. but you know, she accidentally releases the demon. And so um, the two Keishas merge, right? You have Keisha and Demon Keisha. And so uh, they merge. And, and, and as a result, Keisha, um, regular Keisha, um, inherits like her, um, uh, her, her thirst for eating demons. Mm. So that's how she becomes Keisha, the demon eater, right? So she, oh. she, she eats, she, she still has that, that, that appetite for eating demons. And so when when she's possessed, she becomes possessed. And then at the same time, um, a demon hunter, because demon Keisha is so powerful, she she attracts the attention of a demon hunter and the right. demon hunter starts um, uh, chasing down Keisha. And so her family's like, OK, um, we need to send you away. We have this. Um, there's an estranged aunt. Right. They, they the family doesn't talk about her. She's like the black sheep of the family. And they're like, um, we don't really like her. We, you know, we haven't talked to her for a while, but she is the only one in the family who can help you exercise this demon. So right. they spend she, Keisha. she lives in Kansas, right? Yeah, she lives. Yeah, she lives in Kansas. So Keisha is like her life changes, right? Not only is she possessed by a demon, but now she has to uproot, leave her friends, and makes this new temporary life in Kansas with an aunt who she doesn't even know, and you know, so she gets there. It turns out that her aunt and the town is like, is like the worst thing ever. <laughs> you know, so really? yeah, so it's like 
she um she encounters like I don't want to spoil too much of it, but you know I guess you can tell by the title of the story, right? Demon Eater that she does encounter demons there in the towns. Mm -hmm. So um she has to reevaluate her like relationship with the demon now. She's like, well, I need this demon to stay alive, so I can <laughs> so I can get out of here um mm -hmm. safely. So she 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 has to like keep the demon instead of exercising the demon she ends up keeping it and then but Keisha the demon is is really maniacal she's she's crazy she has these 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 thoughts that doesn't make any sense it's like having the joker in your head and oh. so like and occasionally just like controlling you so so she has to kind of come to terms with that and so that's that's where the story picks up yo that's crazy <laughs> and, and 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 even so like you're thinking of we're thinking of this as you know a quintessential horror comic that that we're used to from you uh with crescent city monsters and even with this but the way it's basically read in and summarized is that it's a story of acceptance of your parents yeah um it's it's crazy because i'm glad you brought that up because it's it, it's gonna be um you know uh i don't really talk about this when i explain the story um especially like you know, during the Kickstarter page, because there's there's a lot to um, un uncover and kind of reveal. But what I can kind of reveal is, um, and I'm glad you kind of touched on it, is is there's there's going to be like a um, a, uh, a a like a father kind of a father daughter kind of um, theme to it too, because you know Keisha Demon either she she has this one issue with her um her father and Keisha she has to deal with these internal issues that she has with her father that she never really understood or even explored but it wasn't until um demon Keisha comes out and she's like nagging her and asking her these questions like well why do you think this and this and then you know forcing mm -hmm. Keisha to think about these things that she never thought about you know in the relation to her father mm -hmm. and so you know um they it's going to try to show parallels between Keisha demons um father right and then um Keisha's um father too so it's gonna kind of like um show like you know like there's there's some overlapping with that and some things and and the, the thing too is Keisha demon um thinks that they they were meant to be you know not right. only do they have the same names but they have so many similarities she's like don't you see that we're supposed to be so she she really doesn't want to let Keisha go Right. You no. Know, so she'll do like she'll do almost anything to keep Keisha with her because she feels like they're like kindred spirits. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, literally, I, I think when I was reading the bylines, I was like, "Yo, this is this is a dope ass story." When mm. it's as far as like meaning the meaning of acceptance from e either any type of relationship, whether it's from daughter to daughter to father, or whether it's mm. from mother to son, or vice versa. You know another thing that was brought out is that um your daughters were actually inspiration for this book yeah yeah so and, and that's the thing too so the reason i even thought about the the daughter part was um because i wanted to create a female uh, character right because mm -hmm. you know my my daughters they've read my book crescent city monsters but you know they're like oh this is good dad and then you know they like walk away you know <laughs> it's like it's not like they're like oh this is this is this, this is so dope that uh, I love the story. Uh, you know, I mean, it's like they read it. They're like, all right, cool. <laughs> <You know? laughs> they, they walk away. So I was like, yo, I was like, yo, how could I, I, I want them to, you know, I want to create a story where they like, uh, you know, they look at me and just go, 
okay, dad, you, you got this one, you know? Uh-huh. I was like, so I was like, all right, um, I'm going to create this female character and, you know, she's going to be young around their age. And so, um, I wanted to have them kind of like relate to her, you know, like, and if they wanted to cosplay her, they could, you know what I mean? Right. Um, so, uh, you know, that, that was one of the things. So I was like, all right, let's, let's create a character. And then I wanted to create a character too, that was unique that, you know, just wasn't like any other character out there. Um, it's funny that I say that because, you know, after I created the look of, oh, well, I had um, Gene create the look of Keisha, I was like, damn, there's a lot of, um, I started seeing other female comic book characters with the puffy hair. Yeah. <laughs> That's when I first started noticing. I was like, okay, but you know, um, but you know, she's unique in the look with the the school uniform because I wanted something when right. I told Gene, I was like, yo, let's this. I want contrast, right? I, I love doing contrast, right? I was like, so if if you're a demon eater, you expect to look a certain way, right? You're gonna be badass, like you're gonna have all these gear. You're gonna maybe have like a, a sword and you're going to have some ninja outfit or something, some, some dope uniform or something. So I was like, I was like, yo, let's flip it. And, you know, just put on um school uniform. I mean, like how, how more like, right. that, you know, so I was like, let's do that. And, you know, of course the coincidental, like uh, Afro puff, you know, mm-hmm. for the black girl. And then I was like, you know, that, that, that contrast of being a demon eater, but look, not looking like it. Yeah. To me, I thought it was dope. And, you know, um, and I, I think that's one of the reasons why the, the first image of Keisha, you know, when she's wiping her mouth with the moon in the background, mm-hmm. but she's also holding like a demon hand kind of like resonates with people because, you know, when you see that, you're, you've never seen something like that before. That kind of contrast, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think I think that was that was part of the appeal, too. Definitely. man. Now, I remember uh, not too long ago, you was like, you you wasn't thinking about doing horror again, like after Crescent City Monsters, <laughs> you were like, but but inevitably, you know, it just came right back to you. Yeah, 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 it did. Um, it's funny because I'm not so, uh, you know, I'm not really like a horror person. I mean, <laughs> don't tell people that because <laughs> they're like, they like, oh man, this guy writes horror books, but he's not a horror person. Not that I don't watch horror, but that's like, it's not my thing. Like, I'm not, mm-hmm. you know, don't don't start quizzing me on like horror sh- uh, movies. Right, <laughs> like, right. I don't, I don't watch a lot of horror movies. Um, what I I do like though is like really good stories, and so like I don't really mind what genre it is, you know, just as long as the story. I enjoy writing the stories, you know. So, um. That's to me the motivation of of everything, right? It's not really the genre. So, um, and the one thing is like, so like you know, I um wrote villainous with TJ, yep, sci-fi. So I was like, all right, cool. I was like, now you know, I'm thinking like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna um show a little bit of my versatility, you know, just you know, put it out there, and then um then of course, like you said, then then I go back to horror. <laughs> But, you know, I didn't mind because, like I said, the story itself, I was really excited about the story. Um, I wrote the story a lot quicker than I wrote Crescent City Monsters. Mm. Um, you know, it just like, it was like, I was just like, and then this and this. I guess it's easier because, like I said, it's um it's not as layered. And I'm focusing on just like really one character. Because if you read Crescent City Monsters, the main character, Jonas, he's not in a lot of the scenes. It's true. There's so many scenes he's not in, right? 
but in Keisha Demonania, it's different. It's flipped like Keisha's on, almost in every page. Yeah, it's, um, a, it's pretty much like a first person book from what I understand. It's like Keisha, all of this derives around Keisha and what's basically inside of her. So most of the talks that are happening are between Keisha the Demon and Keisha, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, what Keisha experiences and everything, you know, which is your, your typical story when, when you think about it, right? Like a book about Wolverine, Wolverine will be in every page. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? For sure. Um, yeah. So, you know, Keisha is is no different than that, um, which is, you know, like I said, which is, which for me, it was like kind of different because I was used to writing um, Press and City Monsters, which was the opposite, like the main character, Jonas, like isn't there many scenes where he's not in there yeah um, even though the story is about him which was interesting um and i didn't really i, I kind of realized that towards the end when i was writing crest of city monsters i was like man i was like <laughs> this main character is like mm -hmm. is uh is not always there um mm -hmm. i think he only takes like maybe one third of the book or something but um but you know that makes the, the story interesting and on the flip side uh, the way Keisha's written, it makes it interesting because there's so many things that needs to be explored and like slowly revealed. Um, you know, I'm I'm the type of writer I try to. Um, I'm more of like a uh, I like the slow reveal kind of person. I like yeah. I don't try to reveal too many things too quickly. So I like to build up. So sometimes you know I'll, I'll try to pace it in a way that you know even though like the first volume. Uh, explores a lot there's still a lot more to go you know what I mean yeah is, is that more than likely the reason that you opted for this not to be a single issue 20 regular 22 23 pages and that you decided to make this a graphic novel is sort of in the same essence as villainous when you did it with TJ like that was going to come out as a graphic novel first more than anything and now Keisha is just yeah. strictly boom volume one right there yeah yeah that's that's one of the things too because um I was of uh, because one of the I was reading a graphic because I was looking at the way like so there's you know you have trades right and yeah. trades collects issues one two three two one um usually collect like three to five issues in the trade right and so um trades are written differently than graphic novels to me like not because I was looking at one of the I was reading one of the graphic novel Joe Hill's um graphic novel uh lock key mm -hmm. lock and key right yep. and I, I was rereading it and I was like and I was looking at the pacing and the way it was structured. I was like, you could tell this was meant to be like a graphic novel as opposed to single issues because the way it was written was like, it didn't flow like single issues. You know what I mean? Because with a single issues, you have to keep their interest yeah. and they want to buy the next issue. So the way you write it um, is, is the flow is a little different. But when, when, you, when you know you have a lot of time and space, like you, you that someone is expecting to sit down and read like, you know, like more than 50 pages in one sitting, mm -hmm. you, you, you kind of pace it differently. Um, you, and I was looking at it and I was like, man, you can like, instead of squeezing things into six panels, you can do four panels. Yeah. Um, you could do so many pages without, um, uh, dialogue. It's like, you can so add you a feel, lot more art to it. Yep. And, and you feel free. like, like you feel, feels like less constricting. Right. Cause you're not following that. Oh, you know, I gotta keep this up, but you so but you establish a different kind of like pacing to it. Um, so that's what I wanted with Keisha, and I was like, uh, you know, I'd rather do that. 
and then at the same time too i saw you know just just marketing wise like and what people want in terms of books you know that the trades sell better than the the floppies you know um mm-hmm. not to say that you know there's not a market for floppies but you know when i'm at cons i notice like my crescent city monsters trade outsells the single issues maybe like four four or five to one mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what i mean they so want everything like, right there in the pot yeah yeah it's crazy um yeah. so, so i was like okay and you know um if you have a, a graphic novel that's easier to put in bookstores than than a floppy would be you know floppies are impossible in bookstores oh yeah <laughs> you know so um so you know there's there's certain advantages to it there's there's a lot the only disadvantage is that it takes a little bit more time that's why um you know it, it seemed like years since uh <laughs> the book came out since uh the first posting of keisha oh yeah yeah, yeah, it seemed like a couple of years, but the thing is, also in that same breath, um, was it aside from you basically putting this storyline together, Keisha took a life of his own because pretty much she became a character within uh, what was it, Blanco's Block Party, right? Yeah, yeah, that was surprising. So I was, so I was just, um, so you know, Keisha, I was, you know, posting stuff about Keisha on social media, and um. I had met uh, Ernest Spicer uh, on LinkedIn, right? And he's this really like, he's like a tech guru and he's he's got his hands in different um, technical spaces, right? And one of them is uh, NFT projects. Mm-hmm. And so he approached me, he was like, yo, I should do an NFT project, um, da, da, da. And I was like, all right, cool, whatever. And so, you know, we were kind of exploring some things and he was reaching out to certain people. And so I'm working on Keisha, you know, not even really, completed the book maybe we're not even a quarter of the way through but you know we got some good artwork and people are like wow you know this looks great and you know um we get into contact with some of the people at um mythical games and um well Ernest does and he um he sets it up and I talk to them and I'm thinking like to myself and they're like yo we're interested so we want to do a drop so we're gonna do a drop where your character Keisha is in our video game and I was like, word, okay. And at first I was like, ah, this is too good to be true. I was like, right. I was like, I was like, there's not, there's not a comic book. I, I, you know, I was, and I spoke to them. I was like, you know, we, the comic book is coming out. And at that time, believe it or not, Keisha was only going to be like, maybe I think 50 pages though. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's like 72. 72. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, so I, that's, so at that time I told him, yeah, it should be ready by April you know, going to do um, a Kickstarter then, you know, and they're like, okay, cool. You know, we, you know, um, let's do something for black history month. I was like, oh, okay. Yeah. That sounds like a good idea. But, you know, I'm thinking like in my mind, like, you know, this, you know, I was like, there's, I was like, there's, you know, it's just like drawings out there and, you know, the stories out there, you know, people mm-hmm. are, have a thing, but, you know, I didn't think like they were going to actually, um, this was going to happen because a lot of, you know, um, when you do this for a while, a lot of people approach you and, about projects and things that you know like hey let's do this and thing um like 90 percent of it doesn't happen right so right right so it's like so you know you get used to that you get used to people approaching you talking about stuff and you're like yeah yeah okay let's do this and then you know you're used to like just not happening right so you know i I downloaded game i was like i was like let me check this out let me see how um a drop happens i was like yo this is kind of dope they had um a drop with um uh marathon um uh, what's his name? Nipsey uh, Hustle's uh, company. Um, oh, uh, Marathon Clothing Company. 
Yeah, Marathon Clothing Company. Mm -hmm. um, so they had a drop with that. So like, you know, they had like the marathon outfits that you could put on your characters and whatnot. So I was like, okay, that's what's up. I was like this, you know, they, they're doing some cool drops. So I was like, all right, cool. So I'm, you know, you know, we going, you know, back and forth on the contracts and I'm thinking it's not going to happen. Cause like I said, you know, are you used to these things not happening? But then, you know, um, I'm talking to them more and more, you know, I'm like, yo, it looks like it's going to happen. And yeah. so, yeah, then, then they, you know, I'm, I'm still like, you know, whatever, but then it wasn't until they actually put it on their website, you know, Keisha drop happened in February. I was like, Oh snap. I was, like, <laughs> I was like, I was like, I was like, this is for real. So, um, so yeah. So then, um, Mythical Goop games, they, they did the Keisha drop. Um, and you know, uh, it, it was, it was amazing because, you know, the Blanco's community themselves, they came out, they, they were like, yo, this is a dope character. And then, you know, um, the black community and Blanco's came out. They're like, yo, a black chick character, yo, we know we got support. So, you know, <laughs> They, they came out and it was like, it was like dope. So, you know, the drop, the drop was fun and it was successful. Um, so Blanco's, they, what they did is they donated their portion. It was like $40,000 to um, a STEM program, NOLA STEM. Mm -hmm. um, that's run by uh, Mr. Doctor, well, Doctor, um, uh, what's his name? Doctor... Uh, mac right and he um you know just a side note he's the older brother to anthony mac right oh okay yeah 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 so so um he's anthony mac's brother and his brother um dr mac runs a um stem program in new orleans because that's where their family's from you know which kind of falls in line with that that's what i'm saying man it's like two and two go look <laughs> <laughs> yeah you got a book about horror in new orleans donating to a STEM program in New Orleans. You know, look, it coexists. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it's just like, it just just worked out. So it's like one of those those things that it seemed like it was meant to be. And, you know, um, I was just kind of glad to be a part of that. I was like, oh, yo, that's that's really dope, man. You know, and, and the fact that, you know, Keisha, a young um, character like her is is part of something like a stem nola program you know what i mean mm -hmm. um super dope man that's excellent man congratulations on that by the way yeah yeah thank you absolutely so aside from the intricacies of basically both both titles that you put out there or even with villainous as well with tj um within your own two books there's been a consistent partnership uh gian carlo uh burnell uh, mm -hmm. Could you describe that that consistency? Because when you guys put out Crescent City Monsters for the first time, you know, not only did you get recognized for your writing, but, you know, Gian got highly noticed, of course, as well, for the artwork that he put it within these pages. It, was was this book in particular with, with Keisha? Was it what could it coexist without him? It just had to be him. Yeah, it had it had to be Gian. Um... It's funny that um, um yeah that's a good question so it's funny so when I first I was like okay um I I didn't really want to stop Crescent City Monsters right because um people were like oh when's issue five coming out when's issue five coming out mm -hmm. I'm like all right yo I I gotta we gotta do issue five and and start and I I just want to keep continuing Crescent City Monsters right so I, the original plan was like all right I'm gonna have Gene keep doing Crescent City Monsters and then I'm gonna do Keisha Demon Eater. Um, and 
believe it or not, the um the one thing I was thinking of was like Keisha Demon was gonna be more like anime style. Ah, um, okay. Like more like cartoony. Well, well, a mixture of like cart American cartoon and anime, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I was like, yo, um, I wanted to appeal to that audience, you know, that the anime audience. Um, but in in terms of like kind of like lean towards this style but not directly uh, you know i still i'm not an anime person so i know i i'm not gonna write anime stuff right right because <laughs> uh because i've read anime um i should say um manga i've read manga stuff and you know um i'm familiar with like the way they write and certain things it's, you know i i don't write in that style and so i'm not tr- gonna try to write in that style but at the same time, I wanted to be able to kind of appeal to to the audience. So when they see Keisha, they you know take some elements of manga um, uh, into into my story, right? You know, visually, that is um, not not writing style really, but more of the visual aspects. Mm-hmm. Um, but then, as as I was looking for an artist, it was it was like getting it was like really difficult because I was like, okay. Um, it's like, I like, I like the manga style, but you know, art, but you know, I still, there's certain things I still certain levels of like comic book quality, not to this manga drawing, but like, if you ever seen some of mangas, not all of them, uh, some of them, they, they'll do like the lazy thing where they, you know, they, they, they don't put a nose. They'll just do only eye and a, yeah. <laughs> like some, some of the things like, you're like, you're like, oh man, it's like, yo, no, you couldn't get away with this in the regular comic book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not this in manga <laughs> but, say, but some manga artists are, are dope though like they every page and panel is, is dope right but then some of them are like they they be taking some like seem like they take shortcuts but um so i wanted that like manga and and cartoon style and i, I couldn't find the right artist and i was like i was like i was getting impatient i was like yo i, I was like i need this done as quickly as possible i was like all right, all right, Jean. Um, let's put Crescent City Monsters as a hold. I need you for Keisha. <laughs> and I was like, and you know, I wanted to make sure he was okay with it because he, um, Jean loves uh, drawing Crescent City Monsters, mm-hmm. and I didn't want him to be like, oh man, why he's putting me on this book? <laughs> some some Keisha Demon Eater about some little girl. Uh, I was uh. like, you know, um, but you know, when when I explained G in the story, he was like, and he read the script, he was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. He's like, you know, I could flow with this. And you know, right. I I can tell because you know, when when he gives me back his work, it's the same thought and quality that he puts into Crescent City Monsters. And so, you know, I can tell he really enjoys the story. Um, he, you know, he he gets first dibs at the script. So when he read the the end of the script, he was like, Oh, okay. He's <laughs> like that's dope, dope ending. So yeah, um, so yeah, I think you guys gonna like it. Um, if Gian likes it, that's <laughs> so. If 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 we wanted to talk about it, two two horror stories basically in your bag. If there was another genre that you wanted to dive into next, you've done you touched on sci-fi with with villainous, mm-hmm. but like, is there any other genre that maybe you wanted to tackle for yourself for Dream Fury Comics? Yeah. Um, so yeah another good question so like i still want to do one more sci-fi because i okay. got this this sci-fi idea that i really want to do um i just need to to work it out in my head um and then there's um there's another there's an, i'm not sure i guess you can call it like a, a mystery genre okay uh, 
I'm not sure if that's the right. Uh, I guess you. Uh, it's called. Um, it's called. Uh, uh, like noir. I forgot that something noir, but it's it's like a detective story, really. Okay. Mm, so like uh, I guess uh, like a crime noir type of right, uh, exactly type of that, novel. Okay. That, that's what I was looking for. Um, that's the exact word I was looking for. So, um, so so get this. So it's um it's gonna be based on this uh, character called um Ace Harlem. Uh, so have you ever heard of Ace Harlem? No. Okay. So, uh, I was one day I, um I was doing research on some old like um old comic book characters right um, mm -hmm. and so it turns out that there's there was this company before there was milestone there was this um comic book company in the 1940s called all negro comics mm. it was all black writers and black artists same thing like what you had you know in the 80s with my milestone right yeah so we it, it was back in the 1940s right and they had created some company called All Negroes Comic. And um, unfortunately, they, they only did one issue. But the one issue was like an anthology of different characters. Mm. And one of the characters was called Ace Harlem. And so um, it turns out that Ace Harlem is um, public domain. So I was like, I was like, word, OK. I was like, you know what? And, and, and I was like, yo, I want to I want to revive this character and, and the, you know, and and take that that mantle like what they started in 1940s and kind of just pick it up wow and and and, and redo that so um that's that's one of the stories that i'm still working out in my head um and usually when and so when i say working out in my head it means that i haven't figured out like i know who the characters are and you know some maybe of the general themes but i i don't I haven't figured out where i want the story to go so until i could figure that out I, it's hard for me to write yeah um, the 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 story because I do a, a lot of it in my head before I even you know um write the story um so yeah so Ace Harlem the 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 crime noir story so I I, I wanted to kind of pick that up and just because it's it's got that that history behind it yeah I think that would be super dope you know to do something like that just pick something up that you know and you know this is nineteen forties we're talking about it's not right. you know you know, this is like, <laughs> yeah. So like you're, you're basically picking out like a black Dick Tracy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You know, um, so, and, and figuring out, I got the, the general plot to it, but figuring out what I want to do with the character, the aesthetics, like, you know, when, when, when you look at the comic book, the original comic book, he's more like, you know, like you say, like kind of like Dick Tracy, you know, I'm thinking, do I want to keep that? Do I want to keep it lighthearted where, you know, like, um, like a 12 year old could pick it up and enjoy it mm -hmm. um, or do I want it to make it gritty? You know, I'm, you know, and I'm the type of writer, like mm -hmm. I can't help it, but I always lean to the gritty side. Yeah. You know? yep. <laughs> so, so, um, so I'm like, but you know, I would really like it to have like a mass appeal, like just to a, a, a broad audience as, as much as possible, you know, which right. you know, is, is not easy to do. But you know that's that that's where I want to take it. So figuring out how to do that is a little tricky. But you know, um, that's the long version of um, the uh, the long version to your answer to the question. So, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like the what a way to think outside of the box. Like you, you you could take into effect that you could tackle any IP 
mm-hmm. that you may have wanted to, and you decided to like take a very scenic route into a very old title from the 1940s. An yeah. anthology in that, and even pull out the character outside of that. And it just so happened to be public domain, which would give you carte blanche to actually start formulating a story behind it. Yeah, I can just pretty much, you know, um, take that story and either just um, totally, you know, revamp it or just um, kind of like use the original as a basis to it, right? Um, and then to me, one of the important things too is like the fact that like, you know, if this story does come out and, you know, it does gain the audience, you know, the acknowledgement like, yes, this story came from, you know, um, a comic book company that started in 1940s, mm-hmm. you know, we were doing, you know, black people were doing comic books in the 1940s, you yeah. know, I mean? so people could understand that, you know, like that long ago, we were trying to do our own thing, you know, it didn't, it started before, you know, no disrespect to um, uh, Milestone, but it even started before Milestone. All you know before. I mean? Lord. Yeah, so it's like, and I want people to understand that, you know, that, you know, that we've, we've been trying and that we, we've been succeeding in terms of trying to do things and provide content in, in our vision, you know, that we've, o- we've not always been waiting for a seat at the table, you know, that we've always been um, trying to create our own table, <laughs> bring yeah, our own chairs, pretty much. you know, so, and it's been happening for a while. So um, that's important for me. So that way, you know, when when people understand that that oh well this this character's got history you know and i'm not really big like um normally i would never like take a character and try to rewrite it you know that's that's not my thing because i i want to always create my new my own character something new something fresh but you know just the idea that 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 the history behind these characters is so appealing that it's something that makes me want to write in a different genre Mm. (laughs) you know so as far as the company standpoint right now, you got Crescent City Monsters already has a volume one trade that's already out there to the public. People are happily mm-hmm. awaiting on issue five. Um, mm-hmm. You got you got Keisha Demon Eater, which is pretty much uh, in, in graphic novel terms, you're going to give us 72 pages of a volume one that's pretty much going to drop in our hands within probably like the middle or end of the summer. Mm-hmm. And then what else this year for you? Then, then I'm just gonna go sleep for the rest. Yeah, of the I'm gonna say you, <laughs> Rip Man Michael, for the rest of the year. Come on, man. <laughs> but, um, you know, it's funny. I, you know, I wish, you know, I wish I could do more, but you know, time is limited because this is not, you know, like my full time job. Yeah. Was you know I you know I just be like I'd be trying to produce because you know like every creator you know have so many stories that I wanna I wanna produce, um, and so many ideas that I want to get out. Um, in fact, like one of the ideas and, and I, I don't really mention this a lot, but before Crescent City, Mon- well, when I was trying to decide what story I was going to do, mm-hmm. right. Um, there was two stories I was trying to decide between, right. One was Crescent City Monsters. And the second one was a story about Harriet Tubman. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was like trying to figure out like which one I would do. Right. I was like, uh, Harriet Tubman. Or should I do um, Crescent City Monsters? Um, <laughs> but you know, in the end, I ended up uh, deciding to do um, Crescent City Monsters. I guess which is a good thing because um, you know you had of um, David Carlson's doing the uh, Harriet right. Tubman 
on Demon Slayer. So that would have been like <laughs> y'all been Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> um, which it would have been fine though, because um, like like you know, my writing style is is that gritty style. So mm-hmm. you know, it would be in that same vein. So it would be like a gritty style Harriet Tubman um thing. And then you know, his is more of that um more of that like uh uh comic book character kind of like swashbuckling yeah i can't believe i said swashbuckling but yeah, you did. <laughs> so, <laughs> ninja vampire killing um kind of feel to it you know it's it's fun his his work is exciting mm-hmm. so um and you know that, that's why it's so popular um so it would have been like two different kind of approaches so um it's true but but I'm I'm still gonna I'm still gonna come out with that that story. It might just it might just take a little bit of time. <laughs> All right. So what would you say? How would you feel? What is, what is your feeling right now for the state of Black indie comics in 2022? Man, I think it's I think it's great. You know, um, I think we have so many great creators out there. It's like it, like that's just like raising the bar. And it's it's good to see because it feels like I'm part of a movement, right? Because um, mm-hmm. it's like you know, it's I'm, it's not even me, you know. Um, that's like doing. It's not just me doing great work. It's so many other creators, you know. Um, it feels like you know this is like the the golden era of hip hop, you know, where right. like the era where you know you had like different styles of hip hop, you know. You could have Child Tribe Called Quest along with like more of the the hard, you know, NWA guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, you know, there was an era where like a lot of different types of rap existed at the same time. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, all of it was lame. dope. Yeah, it was like you had lanes. Like, you you had the Party Cats. Yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah, like Kid and Play, Rob mm-hmm. Bass, like those types. And you had mm-hmm. you know, like you said, NWA. You, you had you had your West Coast gangster mm-hmm. rap. You had your, you had your conscious folks, if you want to call them conscious, with like most deaf tribe, De La. You know, there, there was different lanes to it. I mean, even in some of the the photos that I see that you guys have when y'all show up at cons together, it's like, like y'all y'all like dip to the side, like all take <laughs> these group photos today. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I, I love those group photos because it's like, yes, it feels like you know you're, you're taking like. <laughs> shot like i said of like people in the golden age of um, hip-hop because because back then you it didn't it wasn't obvious to you that gangster rap was going to be like the major form of rap right right it was one of the rap um genres of rap or the subgenres of rap it wasn't like that was it and nothing else was popular you know what i mean yeah um so and you know not to say that uh comic books are gonna end up in that direction but it's just to say in it, it feels like it feels like we're in that era right now where we have so many great creators, so many different styles, you know what I mean? Some, some creators are um, creating superhero comic books, you know, the yeah. stuff that you love as a kid and even as an adult. And then some people are creating, you know, um, fantasy like Sebastian with, you know, his yeah. books um, and sci-fi stuff, you know, like Robert Jeffrey, he's, he's killing it with all that sci-fi Mm-hmm. Um, books, you know, and it's like, and you know, my boy Greg Anderson, Elisa, he, he's, you know, he's doing his thing. He he covers everything. I think yeah. he does. Yeah, he, he does. does uh, he does sci-fi, some um, some like noir stuff. You know, of course, the the supernatural horror stuff too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, it's like so many great you know writers and creators out there, 
that, you know, I just feel like I'm, you know, I'm happy to be like a, a part of it, you know what I mean? <laughs> so um, I think right now, you know, it's, it's just the beginning, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully we inspire a lot of people, you know, to, um, to, to start creating, you know, um, especially some of the younger folks, I hope, you know, you know, they see what we're doing and they're like, yo, okay, you know, cause you know, like you had Rakim, right. But then, you know, after Rakim came the likes of, you know, Nas and Jay-Z and Tupac, you know, so yeah. always building, building on there was always another wave yeah wave yeah of creators that were pretty much out there ready to just take the reins they're like you guys can go ahead and get old it's fine we got it yeah yeah, yeah exactly i want to be looking back and you know you know hopefully you know my stuff is still hot but i still want you know like the the young <laughs> the, the young guys to be like you create some dope stuff that on levels that we were like yo okay you know what i mean <laughs> you know that's what's up you know, so th th that would be cool to see. Um, that'd be super dope if we can, you know, inspire um, the next generation. For sure, for sure, man. Bro, I appreciate you doing this with me. I look forward. I know we got like, what, a couple, few, three more days left in the campaign. So I, I, I wish you the best and I can't wait to get the book in my hands. And I'm pretty sure that everybody else will be too. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks for having me on the show, man. It's always... um. It's always good chatting up with you, man. Sometimes I don't know. So the questions you ask, you be, I'll be revealing a little bit more than I want to. Hey, like. look, I, like I said, I, I just read between the lines and all of a sudden I find <laughs> out some stuff. Those, that's where my questions come from. So I appreciate that. Because, <laughs> you know, I, I try not to reveal um too much, even on the interviews, because I want them when they read it, be like, oh, snap, you know, this is more than what he said it was. You know what I mean? So when they read it, they're like, they're like surprised. It's like, you know, when you see a good movie trailer, you're like, yo, this looks dope. I want to check it out. Yeah. Then you see the movie, you're like, yo, this is this was better than what the trailer yeah. review, you know, kind of thing. Like, you know, so I try to treat interviews like like trailers, but you be making me uh <laughs> too much of my trailers, man. So thank you again. This is this has definitely been dope. So from James Grandmaster Facts Voice. Newton Lillevoire with Dream Fury Comics, creator of Keisha Demonita. Go get that out right now in the last few days of this campaign. And we are out. Mm -hmm.